something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It started with Peggy, someone with Alzheimer's disease who never knew my name and who I companioned at her nursing home residence for 22 years. Her influence in my life and the values I received from growing up with grandparents living in our home are the guiding forces in my love and advocacy for the Alzheimer's population. I'm a newspaper columnist for The Advocate in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and the author of What My Grandchildren Taught Me About Alzheimer's Disease. And now, I'm launching a podcast. Hi, you're listening to Dana Torito, The Memory Whisperer. Join me in these podcasts as we engage in thoughtful conversations about Alzheimer's disease and other dementias. Today, I am so thrilled and excited to have as my very first guest on my first podcast, The Memory Whisperer, film, television, and stage actress, Christine Ebersole. Her performance in the Broadway plays 42nd Street and Grey Gardens have earned her Tony nominations, and she received an Emmy nod for her work as Maxie McDermott in the soap opera One Life to Live. But since 2019, she has played the role of Dottie Wheeler, the mother of Billy Cardell's character, Bob, in the sitcom Bob Hearts Abishola. So thank you so much for being here today, Christine. You've had a storied career. What's your favorite genre, theater, film, television, or singing? (laughs) I love it all. I think probably singing is the closest to my heart. Well, I read uh, that years ago you entertained at a Rita Hayworth gala to benefit the Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. Association, and you performed The Way We Were. Um, That song is all about memories and so apropos for the over 6 million people who currently have Alzheimer's disease or related dementias in our country. So you're an Alzheimer's Association celebrity champion. I just want to know if you could tell us a little bit about what spawned your dedication to that cause and to the organization. Well, I don't know, really. I was invited uh, by my dear friend who just recently passed, Carlton Varney to perform at the Alzheimer's benefit. 
And um, my mother had dementia. Mm -hmm. So there's obviously an experience that's close to my heart. Well, tell me about your journey with your mother. Were you her main caregiver or Mm -hmm. did y'all have, you were, how, how was that journey and how long was it for you? Well, she, she started to get dementia after my father passed away on her 80th birthday. They were together for 60 years. And I think the trauma of that triggered it. Mm -hmm. And she came to live with our family, um, my husband and myself and my three children. She lived with us for 10 years, actually. Wow. And um, we were hoping that she could live with us until she passed, but she wasn't able to climb the stairs and um, she needed 24-hour care and I, I wasn't able to do that, give that for her. And the house wasn't, you know, appointed in a way that she could live on the first floor and, you know, have bathroom right. facilities and all that kind of stuff. So... um Thankfully, because of my union status, she was able to get into the actor's home in Englewood, New Jersey. And um, she lived there for five years. And that was probably the hardest thing I ever had to do. But it was a great facility and I was able to visit her all the mm-hmm. time. And, and my husband did a lot of caring for her as well because um, I was, you know, out of town a lot, you know. And so he, he really, really took the lion's share of it. What's a favorite memory of you and your mother? Well, she's, you know, she's, uh, she was a very good mother. <laughs> and um, she was, everybody at the facility, you know, when she was at the actor's home, they loved her because she wasn't mean or crabby or any of that stuff, you know. She was always mm-hmm. just um, very upbeat and and funny and but you know I think I don't know what a favorite memory of that is I guess it's just you know being with her and um recalling you know I think that as you as you get older and as the dementia kind of takes hold there's a memory that it's like the memory becomes sort of smaller and smaller and smaller and it just really goes mostly to being in the past there's a long-term memory yes. thing where she would, I would say, mom, how many children do you have? And then she'd say seven, which was the, um, the number of children in her family that she was born to. <laughs> so she would name all the children and, uh, but they were her brothers and sisters, you know, kind of thing. So she, she was remembering right. all of that. And, you know, we would talk about what, what her, she grew up on a farm in Pennsylvania. So we would talk about, you know, what, what chores that she did gathering eggs from the hen house and churning the butter on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And it, she just kept getting younger and younger and younger. That's when I, one time I said, mom, how old are you? And she's like, you know, who wants to know? I said, well, <laughs> I said, well, how old are you? She goes, well, I have to think about that. I said, well, how old do you feel? She said 20 without hesitation. And so I said, 20. Wow. That was her reality. Yeah, huh? that was her reality. And um, I said, so what, what are you like, what are you, what are you up to? You know? And so it just kind of went back to, you know, her brothers and sisters and what they were doing and uh, what was happening on the farm. But she still remembered that she had, when she was was saying that she felt like she was 20, she did remember that her, uh, her mother passed when she was 15. So she remembered that. Mm -hmm. 
And then she remembered that her brother, who was killed in World War II, she remembered that. Yeah, those are kind of episodic memories that we carry with us. Yes. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it was basically life on the farm. So I I would always just sort of try to engage her where she was at. Yeah, meet her at her reality. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it wasn't like... uh, mom, you know, your, your, your whole family's gone. You know I mean? It's like, I remember like when my (laughs) uncle, her, her baby brother, when her brother passed, my uncle Sam, there were certain family members that were like, you got to tell her. I said, I'm not telling her. Why would I tell her? Because Mm. she has dementia and she, she doesn't remember. So if I reminded her, then she would get anxiety and get upset and then forget about it and just be reminded. Every time she was reminded of it, she would it would give her so much anxiety. So I would just say to her, "We don't want to do that." I say, "Mom, what's Uncle Sam doing right now?" She goes, "Well, what 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 month is it?" You know, it's like, "Well, it's July." Mm-hmm. Well, he's you know tending the crops because he was a farmer too. And uh, I said, "Well, Mom, let's you know we should give him a call sometime. Like, let's do that tomorrow. You know, let's call him. You know." So it would just, it would keep her in this place that was where her reality was not interrupted with reality. Right, right. And and she could be, you know, happy and, and life was beautiful. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't 
feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I find education is one of the key components in understanding the disease and meandering the journey. Were resources available to you and your family during that time? Or did you know how to meander through that disease journey with your mom? You know, it's funny. I just, I think I've sort of approached it on a spiritual level, really. Um, Just sort of on a God level that this is what was happening to her. And rather than rail against it, we just tried to go with it. What were the challenges? You know, things like, you know, I'd have to say to her, Mom, I'm going to take a picture. We're going to take a picture. But you can't smile with your teeth because <laughs> I said, you just got one tooth left. You got a snaggle tooth left. I, and I said, because you threw your <laughs> teeth out. And she said, I did, you know. <laughs> so we'd make a joke about it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you have to have <laughs> laughter. You, you said it's on, you approached it with a spiritual mm-hmm. level. What were your blessings? Oh, just time, you know, that she was living with us and that I was able to care for her and that I would, you know, tuck her in bed at night, almost like, you know, almost like my baby kind of thing. Right. The roles reversed. Yeah. It was like a full circle kind of thing. And yet she was still my mother, you know? Yeah. God really had blessed us so much by being able to care for her and have her live with us for, you know, for 10 years as many years as she did. She went into the nursing home at 95 and lived to be 100. Oh, wow. Amazing. Wow. She must have been very physically Oh, yeah. Fit. Very, very sturdy, you know. <laughs> I would always, when we would walk up the stairs, you know, the three flights, I say, Mom, you're like an old goat. And she'd say, you call me a goat. I said, well, that's a good thing. Goats can <laughs> climb up the mountains, the side of mountains, you know. <laughs> so she always liked those animal references, you know, because... That was a a big part of her life, yeah. But she was very, very sturdy. I mean, and, you know, growing up, she was amazing, you know, just always working, you know, in the home. But it was like always like baking and cooking and cleaning and just making, you know, sewing and doing all that. How many siblings do you have? Uh, there was uh, four children. She had four children, okay. and um, I was—I am the youngest. Did you get help from them or other resources to help you with the caregiving? Well, she lived with my brother Tony for uh, a few years, and then—and then she came to live with us for the ten years before she went into uh, the facility. Because my fa- when when my father passed away, my brother Tony had um, moved back from Idaho. To, to care for them and because you know my my parents sold their house and so he kind of set them up in an apartment and then six months later my father passed away and so my mother went to live with Tony 
and his family. Mm-hmm. And I think that was for a few years. I'm not sure, but it was um, for a few years. And then, you know, I said th- they were looking for a nursing home for my mom to go into in Illinois. And I said, no, we want her to come and live with us. So mm-hmm. that's what happened. Mm-hmm. We, um, she came, she came to New Jersey so that she could be with us because I, I, I didn't, I wanted, I wanted her to be with me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a blessing. Have you ever read the poem, uh, two mothers remembered by Joanne Duncanson? No. She writes about how she had two mothers, one that she knew growing up and then one she oh, cared for nice. at that time. It's a really pretty yeah. poem. It reminds me of your what you're saying about your mom. Yeah. Were there any stressful times you had during caregiver for yourself? Well, it was it was very hard because I was so busy traveling and, you know, it was just I was dealing with mm-hmm. the guilt of that, you know. And uh but you know, I you know, I had to provide for my family. So so it was just the way the cards were dealt, you know. And uh you know, it's like I would come back, you know, so I could give my mother a shower and bathe her, you know, before I had to take off again for some other place. It was crazy. Wow. So that was very, it was stressful, but I wasn't, I didn't begrudge it. You know what I mean? Right. You didn't resent it. Yeah. No, not at all. Because I just, I just felt bad that I wasn't there, you know, 24 mm-hmm. seven to be able to, to help her. And that's why thankfully Bill, my husband was there, but he, you know, there were certain things that, you know, were out of his category that, you know, it was just better if I could bathe her than him. You know what I mean? It was that kind sure, of a thing. So, sure. um, <laughs> right. Although we did, have a, we had a clawfoot bathtub up on the third floor and my mother got in the tub, but she couldn't get out of the tub. It was pretty, it was <sighs> pretty comical, you know, with the two of us trying to get my mother out of the bathtub, um, you know, stuff like that. But um, yeah, it was mostly the, the time that was frustrating mm-hmm. because I learned that with dementia, you gain more patience in a way, you know, mm-hmm. like things like you don't say things like, mom, we just talked about that. You know, right, um, right, which a lot of people do, I think, you know, you just know it's Groundhog's Day, you know, like every five seconds, <laughs> you're going over the same thing, right. you know, <laughs> and you right, know, see if you right. can like it, look at it from a new angle, you know. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. 
Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You have a wonderful attitude about that experience with your mom. Well, but you see, I, like I said, you know, I really had a nice mother, you know, so I'm grateful. So it's like, it's not like there was a lot of baggage, you know, you know what I mean? Sure. So, and I think that, um, you know, just my just deep appreciation for her and not only that, but being a mother myself made me appreciate her even more, you know, because the sure. things that you don't, mm-hmm. you know, you take for granted or whatever it is, like when you become a mother, you're like, Oh, this isn't easy. You know what I mean? I get it now. Yeah. You know? I get it now. <laughs> yeah, I get it exactly. Now. Right. So, and like, I, I always just appreciated that she was so upbeat, you know, that was such a, a lesson in that, you know, and that you could always find mm-hmm. humor because she was always, uh, willing to um, experience a, like a joke at her expense kind of thing. You know what I mean? She could laugh at herself kind of thing. You know? Right. I hope those are happy tears. I don't <laughs> want to make you sad. <laughs> no, they are tears of gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure she, she had much gratitude for the care mm, you gave yeah. her during yeah. those years. Uh, even though, you know, you, most often they can't express it to us. Um, so. Yeah, she, she, um, I always knew that we loved each other. You know what I mean? There was never any doubt. Right. What a gift. What a gift and a blessing. Yeah, it, it really is an amazing blessing. Not, not everybody can say that. <laughs> no, no. Everybody's journey is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
You know, yeah. in the United States, more than 10 million women are living with Alzheimer's or caring for someone with Alzheimer's. And women in their 60s are more than twice as likely to develop Alzheimer's over the span of their lives, more so than developing breast cancer. So with those harrowing statistics, you know, what do you think of the future of Alzheimer's disease with regards to women? Are you concerned about your risk that your mother had no, it? Or, no, no, uh, no, no. You no. can't live like that. Well, good. <laughs> you no, really you can't. can't. You'll never get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know what God has planned for me, but I'm just trying to follow along. <laughs> Uh, for what I don't know. Just like your mom lived in her present. Lived in yeah, the present, she did. Right? She really did. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that there's so many harrowing statistics in the world. You know, if you really focus on them and really look at them, it's just like, what's the point, you know? So, right. I think for me, I have to um, uh, lean on the everlasting arms. I mean, honestly, that that's mm -hmm. really what I um, that that's the only thing that really can get me through is um, that God has has uh, has a plan. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what that is, but it's like we, we just need to follow along. <laughs> right. And, and don't stray too far. <laughs> don't stray. <laughs> you know. If there was one pearl of wisdom that you could leave for our listeners, what would that be? That through 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 Alzheimer's and dementia, um, if we can tune in to the essence of who we are and who they who who we are. In other words, in other words, this this. Alzheimer's does not define you. No. There is this thing going on, but the spirit and the soul force behind it is the same. It stays the same. <laughs> You're crying now. <laughs> but isn't it true? It's true. It's really true. So in other words, you can't, you can't look at that and go, oh, you know. What am I going to do with this now? It's like, okay, it's happening. God has allowed it. And so how do we tune in to, to the heart, to the spirit, to the soul force, to the part that needs to be the part that commands us to love, that's commanding us to love? You know, in other words, you're not a victim. Thank you. Nobody's no. a victim. Yeah, you're not a mm -hmm. victim. It's just it's it's what's happening. We don't understand it, and yet it's happening. So get behind it and focus on the commandment to love one another. And even when you can't, even when there's times when you can't get the love back, it's still commanded. It's still what we must do. Wow. You couldn't have said it any better. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dana. Before I go today, I'd like to share the poem, Two Mothers Remembered, that I had mentioned to Christine during this podcast. The poem was written by Joanne Snow Duncanson, a newspaper columnist, poet, and author. 
When I happened upon this poem while doing research for my book, I knew I had to include the poem, and I quickly endeavored to get permission from Joanne. Her daughter Heidi, however, responded back to me with permission to use the poem, but also she told me that her mother, at the time, was living in a nursing home and was the third-generation female on her maternal side to develop dementia. Sadly, Joanne passed away in 2021, but we have this beloved poem from her to cherish. I give you two mothers remembered. I had two mothers Two mothers I claim, two different people yet with the same name, two separate women, diverse by design, but I love them both because they were mine. The first was a mother who carried me here, gave birth and nurtured and launched my career. She was the one whose features I bear, complete with the facial expressions I wear. She gave me her love, which follows me yet, along with the examples in life that she set. As I got older, she somehow younger grew, and we laughed just as mothers and daughters should do. But then came the time that her mind clouded so, and I sensed that the mother I knew would soon go. So quickly she changed and turned into the other, a stranger who dressed in the clothes of my mother, Oh, she looked the same, at least at arm's length, but now she was the child, and I was her strength. We'd come full circle, we women three, my mother the first, the second, and me. And if my own children should come to a day when a new mother comes and the old goes away, I'd ask nothing that I didn't do. Love both of your mothers as both have loved you. That's it for us today. Thank you for listening. The Memory Whisperer is a production of iHeartRadio and the Seneca Women Podcast Network. It's produced by me, Dana Torito, in honor of Peggy and all those affected by Alzheimer's disease. Special thanks to my audio editor, Blake Langanay, and to Michael Andrews, a person with dementia, who gave me permission to use his beautiful flute music for this podcast. For more information or to reach me directly, head over to my website, thememorywhisperer.com. And for those struggling with a diagnosis, remember my motto, the more you know, the better it'll go. Blessings. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. 
We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.